You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Where to go? Tell me where to go. Moving on, because mm-hmm. we've got limited time in a moment. When you believe anything, so just, this is chapter 18, when you believe anything. In 2007, we told a story about the stability of housing prices, the prudence of bankers and the ability of financial markets to accurately, accurately price risk. In 2009, we stopped believing that story. That's the only thing that changed, but it made all the difference in the world. And that's on page 193. Who changes the narrative? That's a bloody good question. Um, um, who changes the narrative? I have no idea. Um, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'll say them. Um, <laughs> they. <laughs> they. <laughs> they. That's what I was going to say. Um, but yeah, there is a narrative being, being, being led out. And a lot of us are like, oh, let me get a paper. Let me read that script and, and, and playing with it. Hmm. Um, yeah. I. Yeah, I have no idea. Mace? In the immediate that I see, it's the media. And then beyond that, they must get instructed by those in control of the media. They must get instructed by those above them and those above them. And mm. it's, it's it's ironic because you have like, and this ain't a political, this ain't, this ain't news night, this ain't a political forum, this ain't question time. But one example, you've got someone instructing for refugees to be sent to Rwanda. Mm-hmm. You've got then the, a member of the royal family saying, this isn't right. Yeah. Yet you've got the prime minister of our country who has weekly meetings with the, probably the most senior person in this country, i.e. The, the, the queen. So you're telling me this policy didn't get, didn't get checked off with, um, with, you know, royalty themselves before being introduced. And then you've got them coming out as... It's, it's a load of BS, man. It's smoke, mirrors, and daggers. That's what we're involved in. Real Shakespearean shit, boy. That's what we're involved in, I'm telling you. We've got real life Romeo and Juliet's <laughs> out there, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's obviously a, a deeper question for, I guess we could have um, a whole different topic on who controls the narrative realistically. Crazy. All right, so... The more you want something to be true, the more likely you are to believe a story that overestimates the odds of it being true. And that's on page 193 also. There are, many, there are many things in life that we think are true because we desperately want them to be true. I call these things appealing fictions. They have a big impact on how we think about money, particularly investments and the economy. Get a few stock picks right and you can become rich without much effort. If there's a 1% chance that someone's prediction will come true and it coming true will change your life, it's not crazy to pay attention, just in case. It's not crazy to pay <coughs> attention. Yeah. Policymakers are easy targets for criticism, but all of us do this to some extent and we do it in both directions. If you think a recession is coming and you cash out your stock in stocks in anticipation your review of the economy is suddenly going to be warped by what you want to happen every blip every antidote will look and look will look like a sign that doom has arrived maybe not because it has but because you want it to and that's on page 197 everyone has an incomplete view of the world but we form a complete narrative to fill in the gaps 
If we only know what we know, what would you suggest to help manage financial literacy? Just having a balance book at home is a simple thing, like as in like knowing what your outgoings are and what your incoming is. That's the most basic first step. Mm-hmm. Just knowing knowing what your actual outgoings are that you can't control, knowing what your income is, which you should know. And then whatever the difference is, you know that whatever you want to do, that whether it's save 10%, 20%, whether it's spend on once a week eating out or an eventual kids and us, whatever it is, you know, you have that pot to play with. It's quite simple, in my opinion, mm-hmm. when it comes to like known expenses versus income. And then the leftover, the leftover is knowing what you, what you, that, that's yours to do with what, what you wish. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's difficult. I don't think it's difficult. I think he's answered the question, but sorry, the question was: if, if you know what you know, yeah, how would you manage expectation? How would you manage? What would you suggest to help manage financial literacy? To be honest, Mace kind of yeah, he just knocked it out, knocked out the park. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. There was not much else to, to add. To it. <laughs> All right, cool. The impact of business can relate, as I've had the same attitude attitude when starting any business, and I'm just about to get into the next chapter. Is there anything else? I don't think I'm, no, in fact I have one little thing and then I, I don't have no more real notes um, we spoke about narratives you probably said it in some way shape or form but this was my spin on it narratives and how we see the world are different living in different bubbles babies teenagers parents sportsmen sportsmen sportswomen and politicians yeah politicians focusing on what we know versus what we don't know how we see things so babies obviously see things completely different to um, teenagers parents we've all got wants needs um, what we have as um, priorities, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and I think it's just interesting as we navigate through this thing called life. Cool. All right, we're gonna kind of somewhat skip chapter nineteen because it's just basically a rundown of the whole book in terms of each chapter and just like a little a little blurb for each one. So I'll run through a couple. Then I haven't got any questions. If you've got any mm. questions or notes you want to say mention or ask then go for it but yeah. i'll just run down a couple of the the parts that he highlights mm. throughout the book mm. so go out of your way to find humility when things are going right and forgiveness slash compassion when they go wrong because it's never as good or as bad as it looks respect the power of luck and risk and you'll have a better chance of focusing on things you can control less ego more wealth saving money is the gap between your ego and your income and wealth is what you don't see. So wealth is created by suppressing what you would buy today in order to have more stuff or more options in the future. It's on page 208. Manage your money in a way that helps you sleep at night. If you want to do better as an investor, the single most powerful thing you can do is increase your time horizon. It, can, it can't neutralize luck and risk, but it pushes results closer towards what people deserve. Use money to gain control over your time. Because not having control over your time is such powerful and universal drag on happiness. Hmm. The ability to do what you want, when you want, with who you want, for as long as you want, pays the highest dividend that exists in finance. Okay. <laughs> Be nicer and less flashy. No one is impressed with your possessions as much Trust as you are. Me. Trust me. Save, just save. You don't need a specific reason to mm. save. Savings that aren't earmarked for anything in particular is a hedge against life's inevitable mm-hmm. ability to surprise the hell out of you at the worst possible moment. So don't play with Morgan, you know. Define the cost of success and be ready to pay it. It's cost to be the boss. <laughs> Worship room for error. 
Room for error often looks like a consecutive hedge, but if it keeps you in the game, it can pay for itself many times over. Avoid the extreme ends of financial decisions. You should like risk because it pays off over time. Define the game you're playing and make sure your actions are not being influenced by people playing a different game. Mm-hmm. Respect the mess. There is no single right answer, just the answer that works for you. See it there? So, last chapter, mm. 20. Confessions. That, by oh. the way, for me, that was the best chapter of the whole book. Yeah. That one there. No, brilliant chapter. Yeah, yeah. If, if, I, if, I said, if a man picked up that book and said... Yo, where should I read the like for five pages? That chapter, yeah, because it's just a it's breakdown summary, of the yeah. whole the whole book. But some of the yeah, them just, points were poignant. Yeah, exactly. Mm. All right, so last chapter, chapter twenty, confessions. Half of all U.S. mutual fund portfolio portfolio managers do not invest a cent of their own money in their funds, according to Morningstar. Mm. Being able to wake up one morning and change what you're doing on your terms whenever you're ready seems like a grandmother of financial goals. Independence to me doesn't mean you'll stop working. It means you only do the work you like with the people you like at the times you want for as long as you want. Do you know what your financial freedom looks like? Do I know what my financial freedom looks like? I know what it, I know what it could look like. Mm-hmm. I definitely know what it, what it could look like because I don't, I, don't, I don't need a lot. Out of life, I don't need fancy belongings. I just need, I need, um, I need comfort. I need comfort in mind and body, and so I need comfort that I'm ready to 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 take to any kind of financial hits. I I, I can be ready to deal with them. Um, yeah, that's the kind of comfort I need. Pete? So I, I bet, sorry, that's right. I know I'm not high maintenance, so I know what kind of income I need to to, 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 to monthly to keep me sustained. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, you know, <clears throat> I don't have a problem with friction, as in like. Eh? No, when I mean friction, I mean like having like difficulties. So when I mean difficulties, like okay, I know. Is it like, beef? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like <laughs> have beef with my bills. I'm talking about like knowing okay, I need to manage a bit of this and manage a bit of that. Mm. Um so my financial freedom isn't like a load and a bucket load of money. Mm. And I guess that's the reason why I don't have like um massive financial tangible goals as such. I think those are important because I think it's important you're going in a direction, but I don't have a target like, yo, I want to be a millionaire or I need to be a billionaire. Those are not my targets anyway, should perform. But I understand the importance of having that type of money and what it can do for you or not even just what it can do for you, what it can do for your family and, and future what, generations. Point, sorry, just crazy because I know people talk about millionaire and billionaire. People that are billionaire don't literally don't have a billion dollars or a billion pounds. No, it doesn't in the it's, it's, it's just the value of kind of the their assets. portfolio of, yeah. of assets put together. Yeah. And once again, that's kind of like it's just someone. It's just basically the market or someone saying you could sell this and get X, or this yeah. is worth X based on market value. It doesn't mean someone would actually pay that or whatever. No, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That's really. I think that's really important to say because I don't think people. In fact, that speaks a lot to some of the things in his book as to um, the guy who wasn't earning a lot but invested his money and ended up having a lot of money when he passed or was able to donate money to the hospital and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, just goes to show. Yeah, you know, if you you so you budget well, then these things are are possible. And it's funny because 
actually I'm actually looking for something in my phone now as to someone talking about and I'll talk about it in my book review um, ever so slightly um, in that it's not that some people don't have financial literacy or don't have good financial literacy it's that actually we're going through a very very difficult period in that expenses and things are through the roof and it makes it extremely difficult for one to save or one to pay for this that and the third mm-hmm. um, but yeah it is possible if you manage um, well yeah you know some think yeah, I mean good things are not easy to achieve you know what I'm saying including um, getting out of debt and just things of that nature you know so you have to budget plan and then go through that process it may take you six months 12 months two years um but it's a process you you have to go through but do you know what your financial freedom looks like um no 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 i don't have one i don't have a um no just not needing to work Mm. sorry that's easier that's a a very throw out term i'm talking about not having to like you have to go outside today you know what i mean yeah that that's not a good feeling i don't like that i mean like yeah, I'm comfortable and I can choose. So for example, I'm not going to work tomorrow, but you best believe I've got to be out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you know what I mean? Scary hours, you know yeah. what I mean? On Friday, Saturday, stroke Sunday morning. Um, that, that's not a good feeling. I don't like... It's mad because I picked up someone again on the weekend and he was talking about how he's not had a... Sorry, he, someone crashed into his Mercedes Vito, so one of those big van... Um, Mercedes things anyway I think yeah, which yeah. you drop kids in and stuff like that yeah the Vito yeah and he was saying that um, someone crashed into it um, and in so this is the first Friday and Saturday he's had off in God he couldn't even tell you when mm. but he's you making sure he's using this opportunity to spend time with his friends mm-hmm. he wasn't worse for wear he had a drink or two mm. but he was explaining to me like the importance of like being able to have that sort of time to do so and having that financial freedom will give you more time to spend with loved ones, truth be told, you know what I mean? I'd rather not be sitting around talking with a drunk David as to, um, can you drop me here, boss, or some bollocks, or, you know boss what I mean? Man. Boss man. Yeah, I don't know if it's I was called boss man. I know. Twice over that. That was a trigger, I knew. Yeah, twice over. You know, but someone who's like, who should not, not anyway. We're going off tangent, yeah. leave it alone. <laughs> All right, cool. And achieving some level of independence does not rely on earning. To answer my own question, financial freedom looks to me is, I guess, the similar to yourselves, but more, more, the author does sum it up quite poignantly in saying, working when I want, with who I want, mm. how I want, if I choose to, mm-hmm. simply, simply that it's, it's mm-hmm. that's just, that's that's my financial freedom in a sentence. All right, so. It's mostly a matter of keeping your expectations in check and living below your means. Independence at any income level is driven by your savings rate. Oh, no, I I I missed a part. Achieving some level of independence does not rely on earning a doctor's income. It's mostly a matter of keeping your expectations in check and living below your means. Independence at any income level is driven by your savings rate and your past... And past a certain level of income, your savings rate is driven by your ability to keep your lifestyle expectations mm-hmm. from running away. That's on page 215. Comfortably living below what you can afford without much desire for more removes a tremendous amount of social pressure Trust that me. many in the modern first world subject, subject themselves to. Is keeping up with the Joneses something you consider for yourself and your... Confi- is keeping up with the Joneses something you consider for yourself 
and when in a relationship? The Joneses are cancelled in my house. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say fuck the Joneses, bro. That's what I was thinking. You're the Joneses. No, fuck them Joneses. Who are these people? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't. Honestly, I couldn't give an f about keeping up with anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm not even joking. Like I, I, I couldn't give an f. I'm not stressing myself out to try and. You don't know what people's positions are financially, emotionally, economic. You don't know. I'm not trying to keep up with no one. What for? Mm-hmm. What for? Mm-hmm. Someone can come and say, "Oh, I loved it." You don't want to even like it yourself. Like I don't care about that in it. Like I, I honestly, I couldn't care less about any of that. I'm not keeping up with no one. Great answer, P. Father man, forget that. <laughs> say no more. We also keep a high percentage of our assets. I can catch it with my own sweet. <laughs> Let me just run down on this, then we'll, we'll wrap up. Cancel them fools, boy. So in regards, this is the, the author speaking about his own situation. We also keep a high percentage of our assets in cash than most financial advisors would recommend. Mm. Something around 20% of our assets outside the value of our house. This is also close to indefensible on paper. If I had to summarise my views on investing, it's this. Every investor should pick a strategy that has the highest odds of successfully meeting their goals. And I think for most investors, dollar cost averaging into lower cost index funds will provide the highest odds of long-term success. That's, That's something I follow. We invest money from every paycheck into these index funds, a combination of US and international stocks. There's not they're not set goal there's not a set goal. It's just whatever is left over after we spend. We made our retirement accounts in a safe <coughs> We something what? We made our retirement accounts in the same fund and contribute to our kids five to nine college savings plan. That's on page two nineteen. And that's about it. Effectively, all our net worth is a house, a checking account, and some Vanguard Index funds. One of my deeply held investing beliefs is that there is little correlation between investment effort effort and investment results. What do you think of that last statement? Um, Yeah, I do agree. Yeah, I agree with it. I mean, I know there's an argument. I I don't know if there's an argument to disagree with it. Um, I guess my thoughts are... Um, there's a discipline to it, you know, and there's an art to it. You know, he, what, I think what he explained was quite simple, um, but there is an art to discipline. And I think some people forget that. Mm. Or we don't understand how difficult it is, despite its simplicity. Good answer. Mm. Mesh? Yeah, similar. Like, I, I'm not trying to, I, I'm, I don't want to be the biggest, I don't, don't want to be the, the most wealthy. I just want to be comfortable. And I want, I just want to, I don't need 66 properties and I, cause actually stress comes with that. And I, I, I don't deal with stress. Mm-hmm. So yeah, similar, I, I agree. Like just, I'm trying to simplify life, boy. Yeah. Ch- chop life in a simple fashion. Keep it simple. <laughs> cool. That's the, that's the end of the, the chapter, the end of the book. End of this season, essentially. What season is this? 16. Mm-hmm. All the all the all the social stuff. Instagram, follow us, subscribe, look like, out. share, yep. leave a comment. Uh, let us know if there's any books that you think that we should discuss or any topics that. Well, yeah, more to, more so, what books we should discuss or get onto the podcast. Um, yeah, hit us up. Um, like, just subscribe, all that good stuff. And Mace, this is your part. This is this is all. Yeah, what what he said. <laughs> 
Peace. All right, cool. Peace. Cool.